Uh, let's check in with Troy Rank, our Denver 7 Broncos insider, presented by Rocks Heating and Air. Troy, um, wow, what a day. Uh, we heard from the coach, the general manager, and the owner. Um, let's just start with the Vance stuff because that's on the heels of what we were just talking about. We were had our eyes and ears open for yesterday with potential coaching changes. Turns out that's not how Sean operates. They're going to take a few days, then do an evaluation. Do you think Vance Joseph is safe? I do. Yeah, I talked to Vance about it last week. He's enjoyed working with uh, Sean Payton. He, he's demanding, holds guys accountable. He's not easy to work for, but Vance takes a lot of pride in how this defense rebound. And as Phil just said, their five-game winning streak was powered almost exclusively by their defense taking the ball away. Now, they had bad games against Detroit, against Miami, and against Houston, certainly, and where the lack of speed showed up. But uh, I would expect him back. I don't see a change there. One thing that was emphasized, by the players yesterday specifically, just how continuity could help this team. I mean, this is the first time in three years they're not looking for a new coach and a new play caller. I mean, at some point you've got to settle with who you have and let it develop a little bit. And I would expect Vance, now he could, maybe he gets an interview for a head coaching job here or there, but uh, the expectation is that he would be back. Troy, the expectation of Russell Wilson coming back. Uh, do you believe it? Do you not? What's going on with this situation? I give it, like, almost like point zero 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 one chance he would be back. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Now, the Broncos, are, you know, in some ways are trying to take the high road today. I do know that if there's one thing they could have handled differently with this thing, with this contract adjustment, is that Sean Payton could have talked to Russell before GM George Payton spoke with agent Mark Rogers. Because that way it's face-to-face coach to player. You've lived that, Phil. Yeah. A coach can bench you for any reason. It doesn't have to match the, the statistics the fans want. You just say, hey, you're not running my offense. You're just not running it the way I want to run. And if he had had that conversation with Russell on Monday or Tuesday during the bye week, and then the conversation goes with the agent, it kind of all falls into place. Where it got sideways is the idea that GM George Payton would, you know, loosely imply, however you, you read into it, that he would be benched without a contract adjustment. George Payton's not making that decision. That's Sean Payton's decision. So uh, in the case of Russell Wilson, he has a complete no-trade clause. He has no reason to help them. Right. Russell has, you know, he's as positive as any athlete I've ever been around, but he knows Sean Payton. He's not his guy. It would make zero sense to come back. Now, if he was 37 and had no other opportunities and, hey, come to camp, at least we'll get you in a camp and show you. Russell's going to have a chance to start one more time, whether that's Pittsburgh, whether that's Atlanta, whether it's New England. Pick a team. He's going to have, because he's going to be on the veteran minimum. So I just don't see any scenario where he comes back because Russell's going to have a market. Why would he stay here with a coach that he knows doesn't believe in him? It makes no sense. And he, why would Sean Payton want him here? Because he doesn't run his offense. He's right. willing to go to Jared Stidham. Right. So, so with all that being said, and I full co-sign with everything you just said, I, I, just, I wholeheartedly agree with the, down to the percentage that you gave it. Why would... Uh, why would George and Sean go out of their way to kind of emphasize that the door still is open for Russ if if all that is what you just said is true? I think it's just taking the high road. You know, they got absolutely vilified for how they handled this, and I think it's just them going out of their way to take the high road and say, we're open to it. I had good discussions with them. Who knows what could happen? I just think it's their way of just staying away from any mudslinging, getting any more into the dirt in this, it makes no sense. Why would you continue this controversy for a player that you have no plans for moving forward? So my read on it, Zach, is just take the high road. There's things they could have done differently. I mean, the Broncos uh, and how it was handled, 
you know, and then you just move forward and you just say, we're going to eat it. We're going to eat the money and we just move forward. But they would rather not say that right now. They have a little time as the other answers act. This decision likely won't come till mid-March. So there's really no reason to just say today it's over because, like, you know, under the who knows, never say never. I just don't give it any, any, you know, chance of happening because of the feelings on both sides. He's not their quarterback. And he knows that, and he's going to have a chance to go start somewhere else. So why would he come back here and compete for a job? Troy, do you think that Greg Penner at some point will be more hands-on with the team, with Sean Payton, with George Payton for this upcoming year? And if George and Sean do not get the job done next year, is Penner going to be patient enough to stick with him for yet another year? Yeah, no Greg Penner, you know, I talked to him off to the side of games. He's at every road game. I've talked to him at different times. He has full support of Sean Payton right now. He loves the way he's changed the culture. He sees a different side of Sean Payton than we do in the media. Obviously, his, his dealings with the media at times are uncomfortable, awkward, tense. But Penner sees a guy that is curious, intelligent, smart, you know, holds people accountable, very demanding in a way that's helped the create a cultural shift now they didn't you know they didn't reach the finish line eight and nine is not what they wanted but he trusts uh sean payton so he's not ready to be involved in the football decision mm. he's passionate he cares but i i believe greg pinner understands he's not a football guy if you will so to start meddling and that would make no sense now as for the relationship between george and sean i reported on sunday that george would be back because penner likes that relationship and how it's developed essentially Peyton's become kind of an assistant GM scouting director. And as long as he's in that role and they both grind, they work like crazy, it works. If there was divisiveness or acrimony or one guy's trying to undermine the other, then yeah, you got to move on. But right now it, it works. And mainly because George Payton has fit into a new role. If George Payton was still trying to have the power and fight for the power he had a couple of years ago, then obviously they couldn't coexist. As of now, it's working. That would be the one to keep an eye on after another year if they don't get to the playoffs. I keep an eye on that. But Sean Payton's not going anywhere. He's, I mean, I would think minimum he's got three years in this process, and it may take four to get where he wants to take this team. Yeah, and, you know, it is it, it is fascinating because I was convinced, Troy, truly, that this was it for George Payton. And then you, you, you learn more and you hear this and that. And, and the way that I um, – phrased it to my own self in real time in addition to Phil and our audience is like I think that in my head I see George with a, a bit of a straight jacket on and I don't mean that in like a, a, a he's like psychotic or anything but he has made several moves that has gashed this organization he's in, he's he's unable to make those same moves without Sean Payton anymore but even while in the straight jacket he can still use his eyes and he does have a good set of eyes for talent evaluation and that's how I'm kind of viewing this relationship is, uh, like you kind of said, George is sort of assistant GM slash lead scout, and Sean Payton is, you know, ultimately uh, the president. Is that fair? Yeah, and how Greg Penner would frame it is, and again, this is just so Broncos country understands this. They don't have to agree. The Russell Wilson trade happened absent of ownership, if we remember. He was so desperate for a quarterback, George Payton. He did everything. And then when you say, well, the contract, that's George Payton's fault. Their contract would not have happened without the trade. Like, they were all tied together. This idea you're going to trade seven assets for Russell Wilson and tell him to prove it was never going to happen. Why do you think he waived his no-trade clause to come here? He was going to get paid. 
That's the reason he pushed his way out of Seattle in part. There were other issues and dynamics at work. But my point is, if you're Greg Pinner and you view the trade as happening, that wasn't under your watch. There was no ownership to say no. The contract happened because they believed it was part of the trade. So now you're evaluating him. How is he working with Sean Payton? Now you can make an argument to me. You just fire a GM who missed on Randy Gregory, who missed on Russell Wilson, who missed on Tim Patrick. Like those, typically, you, you lose your job. You take your, you get up to the plate, you take your swing, you miss, you lose your job. That's pro sports. But what's unique is George Payton was the most powerful man in the organization three off seasons ago. Then their ownership came in, and they were in agreement on the contract. So that that thing is together. So now, essentially, Penner's evaluating Payton and how he works with the head coach. And as of now. It's working. I'm not going to tell you where I know it's going to be a year from now, right. especially if they're not back in the playoffs. But as of now, it's working. Troy, I know you've seen that national championship yesterday, and there's a lot of eyes on Michael Penix Jr., and there's a lot of eyes on the quarterback situation going on here in Denver. Um, what's your thoughts on Michael Penix Jr.? And what's your thoughts on do we draft a young rookie quarterback or are we going the veteran route? Yeah, I mean, Penix makes – Sunday throws on Saturday. He definitely does. Last night might have been one of his worst games of the season, though. He, he was under pressure. He'd only been sacked 11 times entering the game. He did not react as well to pressure as I thought he would. He missed several open throws, including one that would have been a touchdown early in the game that could have changed the maybe the framework and texture of that game. But he's, he's the most pro-ready for me of the guys that would be available to him if you take out Caleb, uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, if we can just kind of concede they're going to go uh, top five, top six. I don't know that the Broncos will have the appetite to move up for that because they're not going to spend big in free agency, and I don't know that they can just be trading away a bu- bunch of draft picks. At some point, you got to have a draft to get younger and faster and to add depth. But in terms of quarterback, Phil, it would not surprise me if they take one. It would not surprise me if they take one in the first round. But it, it also, they could wait till the third or fourth round. There's a guy from Tulane that's getting a little bit of buzz now. Mm-hmm. There could be a guy, you know, I know that's not what Broncos fans want to hear, but maybe they say, I want to take a guy in the third, sit him for a year and develop him yeah. and bring in, you know, Sam Darnold, a Jimmy Garoppolo type to compete with Jared Stidham. I, I just, there's no easy answer right now. Again, if I had to guess, the starter will be a veteran next year whether that's Stidham, Darnold, you know, that group of guys. And then you have a young guy that's the backup that you could look at and say in 2025 he could start. Maybe it's someone as high profile as Penix, uh, but the medicals are going to tell the story on Penix. Yeah. It's not the ability. It's going to be the medicals at the combine. Do people feel comfortable with the multiple knee surgeries, shoulder surgery? That, I mean, that times gives the shakes to NFL teams. So we'll see where that stands. I'll say this, J.J. McCarthy – to me, is not the answer. He needs another year of college because he didn't throw over 25 times, like, what, once in the last 11 games? He's a game manager in college. I can't see taking a guy that manages a game in the first round. you got to have a higher upside for me, and I think he would if he went back to school for one more year. Yeah. Um, Troy, I, I, man, that, that the Penix injury stuff, it's it's creeping in and scaring me. Phil and I are going to go back and <laughs> He's forth He's shaking here. right now, Troy. He's shaking. I, I just, well, if you're, if you're using a first-round pick, on a quarterback, that is like a brand new car coming off the lot, and you wouldn't feel comfortable buying a brand new car coming off the lot, knowing it's already needed a new transmission. And we'll 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 get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But trying to defend yourself <laughs> right now, uh, Troy. Um, you were out there today. We heard from the three main principals of the Denver Broncos. What what else stuck out to you before we let you go? What resonated? 
Well, Sean Payton put the mirror in front of his face, said he's got to do better, he's got to coach better. I mean, his offense is underwhelming this year. I mean, and that's on him. It's his offense. So they need more talent. He didn't get into that, but they got to get more explosive. No 1,000-yard rusher, 1,000-yard receiver. Again, they haven't had one in either category since, what, 2019? Yep. That's not going to work. I mean, they got to get more talent on offense. And George Payton said a couple of interesting things that just came out throughout the presser that, you know, they're not going to be spending big in the first wave of free agency, which is what Greg Penner, Penner told us last March. So that means that these drafts have to hit. You got six picks, and he talked about Riley Moss being a starter, Alex Forsythe being a starter. Now, he's not saying that's Philly next year, but I think you can read into it that it's very possible that Moss starts and Forsythe start, meaning Lloyd Cushenberry would be gone. And then Penner said, you know, no update on the stadium. He kind of hinted that there might be something happen with the uniforms. I do expect some type of tweak with the uniforms uh, for next season. Uh, oh, oh, for next season? I do think, I mean, maybe it's just in the alternate and how they do that. Remember okay, they did the okay. snow-capped helmet? Yeah. I do expect something. I do expect something along those lines uh, to happen. And then we'll see. Again, it's a complicated process because of Nike and the league and two years out and all of that. But it would not surprise me if there's something different than what we saw with the snow-capped helmets. Okay, Troy, fantastic stuff as always. Uh, have a great rest of your week, and we'll do this again next week. You got it, guys. Have a great show. See you. Uh, all right, there he goes. Uh, Troy Rank, our Denver 7 Broncos insider, presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air.